0: Just freeform jazzing its way through my body. (laughs) I've truly felt it.
1: (laughs) I think that was it. I don't, I'm not, that might have been a different injection.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another week here on the Vituation Room podcast live stream. And a very happy Mother's Day to you all, if you're into that kind of thing, you know? Just being born, legacy, whatevs. Um, It's good to be here. Uh, and by here, uh, I mean, just like I am. You know, I'm happy. My mom, uh, you know, decided to have me. And I'm glad she decided not to have the kid that she was going to have before me, which ended up being... Anyway, we'll talk about that later. The point is not mourning that abortion. Um, so sorry to start off on this note. What's up, you guys? If you're in in the chat in YouTube, why don't you like and, and share the stream right now? Why don't you give me a little what's up? Uh, if you're on Twitch, hey. Uh, why don't you follow this channel and also subscribe right now? It's super easy. If you've got Amazon prime, just do it. Uh, we've got such a good show. We're not going to be talking about our mother's abortions. We're going to be talking about, uh, someone who probably should have been Piers Morgan, uh, is on the docket as well as Ben Shapiro, uh, as well as, um, looking at the Biden administration and wondering whether or not the strategy of sort of going forward and pretending like the last four years never happened is, in fact, a winning strategy or whether it's going to come back and bite us all in the behind. Um, super to have you guys here. If you're listening in the future, what's up? Do I get canceled? OK, well, before you do that, why don't you just give this podcast five stars? Because I'd be dope. And I, re- I read every comment. They're really, really sweet. Um, thank you very much uh, for doing that. Um, we've got a great show, you guys. The, the Dragon Daddy is in the den, everybody. John Idarola of The Damage Report and The Young Turks is here, as well as comedian Emily Maya Mills. Super funny. So talented. Really, really, really looking forward to this. And the very end, we're going to do something I never do, which is talk about Marvel. In the Marvel of Universe. And I'm going to be asking my guests, as well as you all, um, what you think that Captain America should represent if it's not, you know, pillaging foreign lands for oil. Like, what should Captain America actually do? Now, I don't care, but apparently some people care. So let's do this. Let's talk about that. That's going to wrap up this amazing show. Um, I feel like I'm soft. My focus is... Oh, here we go. Okay, there we go. Now I'm less soft. All right. But first, I'm sorry, we're working on focus. For people listening in audio, it was a very, very long day. Um, You guys, this show is only thanks to you. It's only thanks to people who tip at TBR-Live, on Venmo, TBR Live on Cash App. It's only thanks to the patrons of this show because no, I have not found a weird bra company to sponsor this show yet or a, you know, CBD granola company. But until that moment, it's on you all. And my God, have you come through and do you come through patreon.com slash bituation room. Thank you all so much for your support. And for that and for all of your generosity, uh, I give you what I hope will be the fart song. There we go, there we go. Everything's good, everything's good. Moms are great, none are bad, none are bad. Everyone has a good relationship. Okay, thank you so much to all of the patrons um, for, for being here, for supporting us. Arthur A, joining the innermost cabal, you beautiful human being charles m laura e thank you so much or is it laura no lo say um big Tipper, sarah w michael a gautam j i love you gautam thank you you're so so generous jennifer h joseph l and then subscribers on twitch we got some new subs fire l nari subscribe for six months and pagan communist subscribe for two months and this moment is where your name could be <laughs> look at that just so seamless uh, and with that you guys, let's launch into this. What? What are you bitching about this Mother's Day? Ooh, I just got, just got a notification. I got a little tip. I'm sorry. What are you bitching about this month Mother's Day, you guys? Uh, maybe it is your mom. That's fine. It's okay. It is okay to bitch about your mom. Um, Maybe she's a bitch. Hey, hey, I said it, You so you didn't have to. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to start. Uh, before I bring in our guests, uh, I am bitching about... Elon Musk and his fucking SNL monologue. There I swore, but, you know, I feel like it's about five minutes in. We're fine. Just, you know, the algorithm hasn't hurt us yet. You can't touch me, algorithm. No, but Elon Musk and his SNL monologue, uh, I watched it uh, last night, and it felt like I'm on Elysium, you know, or like some future, like Mars world and like 1984, the Orwellian kind has been implemented, and like I'm working at you know uh, the Ministry of Truth or something, and my boss, who's like a really unfriendly version of Michael Scott from The Office, is like call like uh, anyway I'm gonna be doing like a like a set you know at an open mic, and you're like God fucking damn it, I gotta go watch my boss do an open mic because that's what it was because the richest man in the world had little worker bees comedy writers write him a monologue to make him seem human and likable and he's not and yeah there were like some funny jokes i like the oj joke that was pretty good but let me just play you a little taste of of part of it that i felt like was just so just so perfectly dystopian. Uh if you miss this.
1: Look, I know I sometimes say or oh, post strange things, but that's just how my brain works. To anyone I've offended, I just want to say I reinvented electric cars and I'm sending people to Mars in a rocket ship. <laughs> Did-, <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I was also gonna be a chill normal dude? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh my God. You should be grateful that I'm like even here. I own you. I could buy you. Lady in the front row. I could buy you. Like right. Like this is the level. And yeah, he's awkward. And it was very annoying because a couple of things that were annoying. One of the things is that he brought his mom up on stage, which was very much a cheap shot anyone's mom comes up on your stage and you're like oh god great i'm imagining a little elon as a child but with like the same head you know Just like uh, like a funko pop or doll whatever those things are um number one he said that and then he his awkwardness he was like oh i have asperger's and it was almost like a like a cop-out a little bit of like it's like opening your set with like, look, I have a disability. So basically laugh at anything I say, I'm the richest man in the world. I own all of you. And I feel like that was so cheap. That was such a, like little, such a cop out. That was such a, like, if you don't think I'm funny or if I seem awkward to you, it's just cause I have Asperger's and not cause like I have, do not pay my fair share of taxes. I consistently like dunk on, make fun of trans people, make fun of Bernie Sanders, make fun of socialists um, that I think that I'm saving the planet through electric cars even though what I emit through SpaceX and rockets is way more than any of the offset that like a a fucking Tesla would do. Um, It just is so gross. And that being said, there are other famous people who have Asperger's who are way better people than you, Elon Musk. And my favorite person who has Asperger's is actually trying to save the planet. And that person is Miss Greta Thunberg. Yeah. And I last night had a very fun time talking to myself, imagining if Greta Thunberg were ever asked to host SNL. And I think that'd be really funny. I think it'd be something like, (laughs) just like, (sighs) it's great to be here. It took me 30 days. By boat, I almost was eaten by a gull. And she'd just be like, what is the deal with flying? No, really, what is the deal with it? Or like, women be shopping. They really are shopping too much and our overstimulated, ego-driven economy of accumulation is killing the planet. Shame on them. Anyway, and uh, I fucking love that. And I love Greta and I want her to host SNL. But I know that if she were asked, she'd turn it down because she's a real G. Okay, you guys. And with that and my Greta Thunberg impression, let us welcome into the Bituation Room an LA-based comedy creator who you've seen on Orange is the New Black, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Key & Peele, Comedy Bang Bang, and Parks and Rec. As a house performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade, she developed a unique brand of serious comedy. While earning her MFA at USC's School of Cinematic Arts, she won the opportunity to direct the university-funded film Boo Hag or Shadow Man, and she was named a funny female to follow on Twitter, and her stand-up album, Buy a Thread, is available now on A Special Thing Records. Please welcome Emily Maya Mills.
0: Hello! Oh my gosh, you killed me. Talk about multi-hyphenate, multi-talented. I mean, impressions? I had no idea. It's
2: so good. My one, it's my one go-to. It's, mm-hmm. it's my little touchstone, but I, I think it's, it's growing. I'm very excited. Um, Emily, it's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Yes, and let's let's bring in our third companion for the hour. Uh, before we get started, he is the creator and host of the Damage Report on the TYT Network. He is also the co-host of the Young Turks, as well as the climate change docu series True North. Please welcome Dragon Daddy himself, Mr. John Iderola.
1: How's it going, Francesca? Wow. Hello, <laughs> hello. I, love, I love, love your Greta.
2: So I good. Missed that. So good. <laughs> so um both of you so so good to have you here um john is dragon daddy emily but it's like a long explanation and i feel like we should get it you get it you just get it i I think we're all
1: good are we good
2: (laughs) good. are you sure we don't need to go into it
0: um (laughs) feel free i I mean others may be swooning
2: i need to know you know well you know on the Damage Report, a lot of the fans, just like the Frantifa here, over there, they're known as the Dragon Squad, and everyone's got their dragon name, and J- John is uh, the Dragon Daddy. I'm not sure if it was a Z or with a D, depending on who you asked, depending right. on the day, depending on the kind your haircut, John, you know? Um,
1: I don't endorse it. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> anyway, long, long story short, we came up with the name because we realized that all of the names of these right-wingers come up with them for themselves – are really lame and they don't seem to know it, like the Proud Boys and all that. And so off the top of my head, I came up with something much cooler (laughs) and still very nerdy, but cooler than that.
0: Right, right. And if you Google, if you're me and you Googled Dragon Daddy today and trying to figure out what was going on, you would just get a lot of pictures of ripped dads. So, I mean, there's
2: a crossover market there. That's a high bar, John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you better you better get started. Well, okay. So we have to get started and we do that the same way every single show, every single week, um by asking our guests, "What are you bitching about?" Now, you heard me, bitch, about Elon Musk and play what I thought was the most odious part of that monologue. Um <laughs> So both of you, uh what are you bitching about? Who wants to go first? I'll take it. Okay. Mine is
0: brief. Okay. Yes, tell me. Since it's come to that point where we're going to have to figure out how to assemble uh, parties, backyards, you know, the vaccine situation. I was getting a little overwhelmed by the planning. Like, how do we know? When do we breathe? How many people can come? Do we breathe it? Do we stop breathing? Do we breathe it? Do we do it? And somebody mentioned to me the other day that we're going to have to bring our laminated uh, vax cards to parties. And I thought, oh, that seems terrible. Like, we'll have to, I'll have to work the door at, my house or how does who's gonna will we need a door guy or you actually do need somebody else to do it otherwise you just become tom cruise on your own set right like (laughs) nobody wants to be that that's what i'm afraid of i just totally can we I, with- on the other
2: hand, I'm like, oh god, policing who comes in my house and whether they took off their shoes. Love it. What did you bring? Oh, a five dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. You can turn your ass right around. Like, <laughs> I like, I love the idea of just being a bouncer at my you own house. You wear a
0: whistle, yeah. Get you out, <laughs> out of the pool, out of my house. Yeah. Too much breathing. <laughs> Too
2: funny. It is a thing, though, and I think like this whole time has been very much. We're gonna talk about you know COVID in a little bit, but like just the the etiquette, the, the amount of peer pressure when there's like no one in charge to be like, well, we should be doing this. But then when you're in a group that like isn't, you're like, okay, it's fine. You know, it's just sort of like you let your guard down and yeah, there's no one, there is no lifeguard. There is no one with the whistle. Right. It
0: happens so quickly with the peer situation, right? That was happening in the beginning where I didn't see anybody for two months and then I had one friend over and 20 minutes in, we're, like, mouth to mouth. <laughs> just like, are we going to kiss? I guess we're just doing... This is happening. We're kissing now, you
2: know? <laughs> and now we're married, and it's great. Wanna, it worked yeah. out. Yeah, it was wonderful.
0: It was
2: wonderful children. It's been a great Mother's Day. I think that's a good question, though. It's like, how are we going to... How are we going to do this? Who do we let in? Do we check... I don't know, John, are you going to... Are you, you going to check my vax card if I come over?
1: Um, I would like to think. I can trust you. Uh, I don't know. I... I feel like LA is in such a good place. Like I I track the numbers literally every day and I feel like it's really good. California has got the, like the highest, like level of vaccination for like a populous state. I feel like we're so close to being able to just trust each other without it being super risky. It's, I don't, I don't know that we're quite there necessarily. And certainly outside of the house, I think it's important, you know, wear a mask, reassure people and protect yourself. But I feel like we're, we're right on the precipice. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know sure. people just don't want to worry. And so that's sort of the, the experience we're looking for is like, can we all get together and just not worry about anything?
2: Yeah, I think that's the other thing is co discussion of COVID should potentially also be banned. Okay, or like well, yeah. <laughs> of Yes, like, nope, leave it. That's outside. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you can do that six feet with, apart out there with the $5 bottles of wine. You guys huh? this, <laughs> over there. Uh, John Iderola, What What are you bitching about this Sunday?
1: Uh, well, I don't know the rules. I guess it can't be Elon Musk hosting SNL now.
2: <laughs> no, it definitely um, can.
1: Can I, can I talk about how I watched SNL today by skipping through all the portions he was in and got to see about six minutes of a show I generally enjoy? That was fun. (laughs) I'd be like halfway into a sketch, and then oh nope, he's playing a side character. That's great. And uh, Cecily (laughs) Strong, exactly. It was. I just hate it. Uh, You know, Kristen Bell's never hosted SNL, and Anna De Armas hasn't hosted SNL. I don't think Sandra Bullock has hosted SNL or Keanu Reeves. Like, there are so many great Oscar Isaac, I uh, um, uh, the guy who plays the the Mandalorian. There's so many great people who would be awesome to host it. And they gave it to the rich guy so we could all clap and make him feel cool. Because even though he was handed a fortune, and apparently has at least some talent, whether it's actually about engineering, which the evidence doesn't really seem to be there, he certainly is a good manager of people. Sure. That that does not sustain him at all. Just like for Trump becoming president wasn't enough. It's all about the retweets. Uh They're very simple people at the end of the day. And so we'll clap for them, I guess, Uh that's cool. The yeah, one. it was
2: so I was hard for me to watch. And I think that's exactly right. I was like there are many other people who could like murder a monologue like this and who deserve to be. And maybe they've turned it down. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac I could see being like, "Nah." Maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People could be busy or nervous about bombing cuz like especially if you're up and coming like if like Florence Pugh did it or something, like you might think, "Okay, well it'd be great, it'd be fun, but if I bomb, then is that what I'm going to be known for?" Mm-hmm. But just to have him there. And and I agree the like it, it's all written for him and yeah. he's, it's just it. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. He, like if we just didn't have Twitter, like I I would, I would hate him just because he's, you know, like a billionaire has been given all his wealth or whatever. But like, if it wasn't for Twitter, I wouldn't have to know what he's like. And to pretend that like, hey, I'm just a kooky eccentric guy. You know, like that time I called the guy who saved those kids a pedophile, Hey, kooky. No, it's not yep. kooky. You're just, you're a bad guy. You're a bad right. guy and you don't deserve this.
2: Yeah, right. he, he
0: truly is. We watched, hate watched it, my husband and I this morning, and my husband had a much better pitch for the closing joke. I'll give it to you now because where else are you going to get it? Do it. Which was when the mom, when his mom said, uh, are you going to give me another coin?" right? What was that? Oh yeah. What are you giving me mm-hmm. for Mother's Day? Yes. It was another Dogecoin. She's like, I'm hoping it's not another coin." My husband goes, I thought she was going to say, I'm hoping it's not another billion dollars. (laughs) She's just like bored of getting billion dollars. Better joke, guys. Call my husband anytime.
2: It's uh, available. (laughs) No, it is. Exactly. There's no, I don't know. There was no real self-effacing moment in there. It was just kind of like, what do you expect? I'm a Eh." weirdo. And then I guess he played a character during Weekend Update where he like, Basically admitted that like Dogecoin was kind of a racket anyway, and then stocks plummeted of it. Whatever, if there are stocks anyway, so that's I guess there's a self effacing moment. But again, no, he went back to
1: boosting it today though, so Mm. the con continues.
2: Right, the con continues. (laughs) If they were actual Doge, if they were dogs, I'd be like, yes, this dog is worth fifty thousand (laughs) dollars. This dog is yes, absolutely. Instead, (laughs) it's
0: scare cash. Like, what is?
2: No. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad, John. I'm glad I didn't totally I, I needed you to back me up on that because I knew you would be oh. very upset with watching. But I could also see you going the other way and being like, I don't know. I thought he did a good job, but I can see there's a one guy who is not going to charm you. Ever. I, I haven't even
1: given it a chance yet. Maybe that makes me small, but I just don't want to see. There's so many non-billionaires that are very talented and funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot Damn.
1: of actually most people, not billionaires. Give them a try
2: three people right here hi hi (laughs) emily and her wife and her her husband
0: yeah both of us together we could really we could just get up there and improvise yeah yeah
2: exactly um all right let's get into the week uh we are doing this so much happened this week um And we don't have time to get to it all, Uh, but I want to just mention some of the stuff that happened. So massive state repression in Colombia against protesters. Uh, Pelotons have been recalled. Uh, The Israeli military is violently evicting Palestinian residents in Jerusalem. Facebook's oversight board ruled that Trump should remain off the platform. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Newsmax issues an apology for spreading falsehoods about Dominion voting machines and election lies. But Here are the most important stories of the last week, according to me and only me. This is The Week Where. This was The Week Where. In honor of Mother's Day, let's talk about this. Representative Cory Bush from Missouri testified to a House Oversight Committee hearing on Black maternal health, which is incredibly important. Uh, except instead of focusing on the content of her testimony, which was about how she had been treated as a Black mother uh, and in labor, um, some decided to focus on a gender inclusive term she used during the hearing, which was birthing people. And after recounting her own experience with giving birth to a premature child and being treated poorly, here is what she said.
0: Every day, Black women are subjected to harsh and and racist treatment during pregnancy and childbirth. Every day, Black women die because the system denies our humanity, it denies us patient care. I sit before you today as a single mom, as a nurse, as an activist, and as a congresswoman. And I am committed to doing the absolute most to protect black mothers, to protect black babies, to protect black birthing people, and to save lives.
2: Okay, so there you have it. Black birthing people. Um, is the first time I had ever heard that phrase. Have you guys ever heard that phrase before? This was the first time, yep.
0: No, yeah.
1: I I don't don't rule out the possibility that people more tapped in and smarter than me have been using it for years, but I'd never heard it before.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that being said, I do know trans men who've given birth. um, And I also noticed that like she didn't just say birthing people. She said mothers. uh, And then like birthing people was one of the people that she mentioned. Um, But that doesn't matter, of course, because it was immediately picked up by a man who thinks that WAP created feminism and is definitely being <laughs> cucked by at least two people, uh, Ben <laughs> Shapiro, <laughs> at least two, like there's, so, you know,
0: up to brothers. 10, not Probably at the same time. a handful, time. two
2: handfuls, yep, yep. Many, um, but listen to Ben Shapiro go off on the term birthing person.
1: And now they've gone even further, which is that a mother could be a father or a father could be a mother and a man could be a woman and a woman could be a man. So they finally came out with this yesterday just in time for Mother's Day. So moms everywhere, you should feel really flattered. You may not be a woman. You're just a birthing person. the same people who wear handmaid's tails, outfits to, to protest Republican abortion policy because they say Republicans keep reducing us to our reproductive organs. They keep reducing us down to our reproductive abilities. Call women birthing persons now. That's what they call them. And it wasn't just one congressperson. This is going to be the term within within the next several months. You are going to see Democrats adopting this term in widespread fashion.
2: Exactly. I mean, we had never heard of the term before, but I'm assuming you guys it's only cuz we like haven't gotten the the skywriting memo um that like <laughs> all Democrats get, you know, or the little right. card the absolute birthing person
0: now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beware we're coming for for a man who doesn't like put words together in a way that has sense he's very (laughs) fixated on words i was like half of what he was saying i was like what is this word salad i cannot discern at one point i thought he said he, referred, he said something like, witches and children. Like, if you listen to it and go back through, it, I was like, did he just say witches and children? Don't take the
2: COVID vax. What?
0: Like- <laughs> There's just, it's kind of like a, it's very much cultish. It makes me think of Keith where you or Trump where you just like, you just say things and if you, and they talk for a while and then at the end of it, you go, was there something said? <laughs> what, what was it? Yeah. Because I couldn't figure it out. There's just. I, I-
1: I appreciate him staying on theme. Like if you just if you just read what he says, then you'll get the idea gradually that he's probably a sociopath. I like that he also addresses every topic with the exact same look on his face, the exact same intonation. It's all the same to him. Him commenting on things that have literally nothing to do with his life, uh, while maintaining the weird thing where his whole thing is: Why do you all? Why do all of you woke people care? It's weird that you care. Why would you care to change it? Yeah. but he cares enough to do a segment about how he wants to keep it the same like so we all care i guess right. for different reasons we're trying right. to be understanding you're trying to close off the evolution of language but we do all care <laughs> let's just make that clear
2: right yeah it's Very definitely much. and and now we care i mean i think it is it is interesting to talk about the language because i will say that my problem with, I think, some some Democrats is that they adopt language rather than actually making change. So, for example, if Democrats were to adopt the phrase birthing person, that's great. It's inclusive. That's really important. But if they're not actually making the maternal health care Better for Black women and Black birthing people—that's a problem, right? Because Cory Bush, that was her entire testimony. She talks about how she had a premature baby, how she was basically treated like a piece of meat, like just treated like a—you know—like she wasn't human. And so that's sort of where we—we, we, the right, is so good at having us just focus on the language and not actually what is being said. And I love my favorite part about this clip is that he's like, "They just came out with this yesterday," like as if we all get together and we're like. <clears throat> It's not mermaid, it's gonna be mer person now. Like okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Like very uh, much
0: the same way. It seems like all white dudes got together for a while and we're like, we're just gonna have it all, right? We'll take it all. It does, <laughs> where was that meeting? Because that
2: meeting was definitely happening. Keeps it's a rolling zoom. I <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. And Look, they the the thing they want their audience to believe about the left or democrats, they'll encapsulate it all as being the same thing is that these are not serious people. They spend their time only talking about language and trying to virtue signal or whatever. There's nothing there. But the thing is like as you've pointed out, that's not what her point actually was. She's advocating for policy changes while acknowledging an ongoing crisis. Mm-hmm their shows are all just about the language or right. Mr. Potato Head or Dr. Seuss. There's no acknowledgement of any problems because for them, there really aren't any problems other than language stuff. When you've got it all, yes. when you're doing fine, you can just focus on the genitalia of uh, anthropomorphized potatoes. Like, and you'll be, you'll be <laughs> just fine. All the while pretending that you're the ones who are grounded in reality and logic and the other side are just regurgitating things that they picked up at Sarah Lawrence or something.
0: <laughs> mhm no accountability <laughs> there's no there's, there's no recognition it's crazy so how is there something sub- i think that goes back to my same point where it's like there's no substance what are you talking about you are mm-hmm. literally avoiding talking about anything substantial absolutely because you've chosen to focus on you know linguistics i guess i don't know Local
2: exactly word. exactly um but i will i will say though i do think there is like a more inclusive term than birthing person like i would feel like I just want to float. Maybe we can call them like "ripped to my asshole to bear new life" person,
0: mm-hmm, because
2: mm-hmm. everyone has an asshole, and no matter what gender they are, you know. So that's just always inclusive. So maybe <laughs> we say
0: "life giver superhero." Life giver.
2: Um. I like life giver. Ripped to mm-hmm. my asshole to bear new life is not as good as, but yeah. <laughs> It's life true. giver's a good one. Life giver's
1: life-giver. good. I think we could get the, uh, a reference to rectum in there somewhere. Mm-hmm, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Farted
2: mm-hmm. while being a life giver. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Willing to give up my own
2: asshole for you to exist. <laughs> oh,
0: that's
1: exactly. beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I, yeah, that's what my friend who recently had a baby was like, oh, yeah, my ass will never be the same. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you can just do like squats. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. I mean the whole oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, like, yum <laughs> that's
0: oh. delicious what can you tell me what's in there oh, God. but
2: I do think that's interesting to say that like, like I do think life giver is actually a nicer phrase than birthing person you know like birthing person just sounds really like I would rather just say mother father like if someone's a trans it man or mechanical. Trans woman, yeah it's like super mechanical oriented. yeah yeah so and like should on be, that level I get it.
0: Yeah, that should be part of the pitching process when we get together and decide these things, but there should be <laughs> some like how is this going to come, you know, fall on deaf ears? You have to like put it through that test. It's like how is this going to be rejected? And then we we pitch till we find something that's like bulletproof, right? We workshop it. We mm-hmm. workshop
2: it. Then gets one vote it? out of 600. I don't know. I don't know when the annual or the weekly Democratic new woke terms to trigger the right meeting happens. Um, But once again, standing by, we are here. Um, Awesome. All right. Well, let's move along. Let's move along to I'm going to I'm going to ping pong a little bit because I don't want to just talk about sort of shrill shrill, um, scared little men. Uh, This was the week where the Biden administration finally agreed to push for patent waivers of the COVID-19 vaccine at the World Trade Organization. Obviously, this couldn't come soon enough. 36 countries have seen a rise in the virus, um, with India being the worst country since the start of the pandemic, um, 400,000 cases a day. Uh, Meanwhile, in the United States, the demand for the vaccine is slowing down, and that is not good. Um, this is apparently thanks to a lot of mistrust in it. And it turns out that a vastly under resourced education system, plus a profit driven healthcare system. If you have faith in plus Facebook (laughs) equals just milky brained Americans who do not want to be vaccinated. And uh, what did we think was going to happen? Um, we learned that the United States might not reach herd immunity um, through vaccinations. And let's agree that, like, calling something herd immunity is just not the best way to reach people who regularly use the term sheeple, you
0: okay. know, like, <laughs> don't call it a herd.
2: <laughs> right. Um, this was a, a, kind of a good, some good news, which is that the Biden administration is switching approaches. They're getting people vaccinated through smaller vaccination operations, like pop-ups, mobile clinics, walk-ins at pharmacies, uh, and then coding the f- uh, the vaccine in Facebook memes about someone being canceled by a woke mob. Um, and do you know, it. that's the most irresistible thing to Americans. So they're mm-hmm. switching strategies. You guys, what do you what do you make of this hesitancy? Do you do you both know someone who's like, I'm not going to do it? Yep.
0: Yes. yes, and my immediate question was, um, well, why? were why? your thoughts? And they were like, oh, I just don't want to put that stuff in my body. You know, that's usually the refrain. Is like, I just don't think I want to put that stuff in my body. And meanwhile, you're like. Um, they are vaguely into holistic medicine, you're like, it is ancient Chinese medicine, right? You don't understand that. That's what it is. This, that's what this is. You give yourself a little bit. It's something that was discovered a very long time ago through the very same sources you're trusting your, you know, your <laughs> your life with. Um, let's just
2: reframe it. Just I love how you're like, the vaccine is f- from China, because there's a little <laughs> bit of... <laughs> <laughs> of the virus in it. And they're like, oh, okay. I see how that could work. <laughs> you just gotta uh, mix things around and confuse them, you know? Let me ask you, is this person also your hairdresser? Uh
0: no, I is that have I have yeah, not that's, used a blush wire in a
2: wire either? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's the only person who I know. And it's uh-huh. like, I but I really can't quit her, even though uh-huh. we're probably <laughs> the closest to me of anyone other than my boyfriend since the, va- the pandemic started, but I'm like, I, I, I need this haircut, but I really want you to take the vaccine. <laughs> yes, are you working on her like a slow, soft blade? We'll see, we'll see. Cause I got my second shot and let me just say, I took it like a boss, like watch me keel over right now. <laughs> But but straight I straight kind of vomit
1: made, into the camera.
2: Straight projectile. No, but I handled it. Like I cleaned the I mopped mm-hmm. the whole house the second day. Oh, slept here. like a baby both nights. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Anyway. John- I definitely felt it go inside of me,
0: and I felt like it, I was like, it felt like I was being injected with like a Sun Ra song, like an old jazzy, Like there was like a psychedelic. I just felt like I could feel the aliens dancing on the pyramids and the like microchip and every you know the, the center. You know, like I just you, you, did. You feel it? Did anyone else feel it? Like like just freeform jazzing its way through my body. I truly felt it.
1: So, I think that was. A, I don't. I'm not. That might have been a different injection. So <laughs> (laughs)
2: concurrent maybe (laughs) um
1: i just got j and j and i i was sore for like a day i got it before the announcement about the blood clots so i guess i got it with less anxiety than later people would but i don't think i know anyone who isn't going to take it but i probably know people who might not take it but wouldn't say that
0: Ooh, Maybe. Nice I can
1: think baby. of a few people. I do know anecdotally, um, just because you mentioned your hairdresser, uh, my wife's hairdresser has been spreading conspiracy theories to her the entire pandemic.
2: Cool, like, cool, cool. I'm telling you, these Los <sighs> Angeles hairdressers, just like there's a type. Mm-hmm. There's a type. There's a type
1: uh, they, like, uh,
2: Spray themselves with chemicals consistently. <laughs> yes. Not want to put that in my body. Yeah. You're like you're swallowing hairspray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I I don't think that I know any. Um,
2: What do you make of this new strategy, like Biden's strategy to pivot to like, you know, away from mass vaccination centers and towards like community outreach and things like this?
1: Yeah, yeah, especially like if if there are so many people whose political identity has become an opposition to big government trying to force them to put something in their body, then doing it in a stadium has very like you know yeah. sci-fi movie vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fine with it. Some people may not be. That said, you can make it as convenient as you want. We've got a certain baked in and potentially growing percentage that are never going to do it because every night there's a new monologue from Tucker Carlson and a new conspiracy theory. And the solution to Tucker's rhetorical questions is not, "Well, could I get it at my local CVS?"
0: Right, right. It's, well,
1: "Why is George Soros lying to us?"
0: Right, but what, how do they rectify that Trump has said it's a wonderful and great grand vaccination that everybody should get that he is responsible for? Like, I feel like we should be advertising that he he's responsible for it. Sure, yeah, great, absolutely. Let's, that's the guy. He did it. No, that is
2: exactly – that's a great point, Emily. Like, there should be – in addition to, you know, they're working with, like, local doctors and, you know, local sort of community leaders, which is great. I'm super heartened by the fact they're pivoting. But there should also just be a bunch of ads run that, -hmm. that like, show Trump and a bunch of right-wingers going, yes, I got vaccinated. Oh, it's great. It's perfect. Like, yes, you know, we should do that. Like, that absolutely would convince people. showing And a little bit of a – A little jab to the right, which we're going to talk about later, Biden might not be that into doing, you know, Mm -hmm. he might not want to dunk on or point out the hypocrisy of some of these folks who've already gotten vaccinated. Because that's the thing with like I was thinking about Greg Gutfeld's like horrible comedy show, late night comedy show. Good God, that fucking train wreck and how like there's only like four people in the audience you know they're all laughing or you know uh they're the ankle bracelet that sort of like tightens every time a joke happens you know just you know (laughs) then they laugh
0: because otherwise (laughs) they don't know when
2: um like that even in Fox Studios or whatever, like the you know the office buildings, they must still be following COVID protocol, even though they're spewing, yeah. you know, yeah, all kinds of misinformation. But then when it comes to what they're practicing, they absolutely are taking. Care. I mean,
1: uh, Tucker's vaccinated. Every his whole family is vaccinated. Everyone that he knows is vaccinated because uh, they're rich and they have access to the information. But the the issue. Like I've given credit to Trump like seven times when he's said to take the vaccine. The the issue is that they don't have to take a look at both of those facts that I've been told it's bad for you, but the person I trust more than anyone else in the world says it's good. Their entire life, their media consumption, both in social media and on stuff like Fox, is designed to avoid having to experience cognitive dissonance. They don't Mm want to have to think about those things. Tucker Carlson does not acknowledge that Trump said that. Like Media Matters is a great analysis of how little coverage that actually got. Like They love talking about what Trump says, but when he talks about that, it's not worth covering for some reason. There's a particular sort of cowardice to them that they don't have to acknowledge these uncomfortable facts because they know that there's no benefit for their audience if they do it. And if they bring up these things, it's possible they'll suffer some strike back from their audience.
0: Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they have a policy to only report homicidal news news that is homicidal that is actually murderous like right that's that seems like the their responsibility almost so like we got to make sure we just keep people
2: or really mostly informed. mostly like in their heads homicide like what could right. potentially happen if you know mm-hmm. black people could vote right right, freely. right 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 that's the other part of it Or were not repressed when they took the streets. Yeah, it's very much a boogeyman rather than what I'm very curious about, like, what are what is the base? I think the anti-vax community is something that's been growing. And under Trump, it just it was like there, you know, was a uh, fucking pouring gasoline on it. And especially with the pandemic, it's like, yeah, I just finished the Q doc finally because you can't watch it Mm -hmm. that (laughs) back to back you know when you're like oh man the this the anti-science like i want please feed me the easiest craziest conspiracy theory and that includes like anti-vax stuff has just it got so much worse with the pandemic and people being at home and people being online constantly and then of course anti-vax community is going to get so much worse because we are then now in a pandemic but like why like who do they think is pulling is it just bill gates that's the big question is like, who, who, to what end?
0: Right. You, and that, and the argument that like, they're being chipped. It's like, we are all, we all made this argument. It's like, we're all carrying these fucking chips in our pocket. <laughs> we have tracking devices on us at all times. What do you want to know? I mean, right. they've got it. Yeah. So what, what is the, I, I just don't understand. It's a very much a boogeyman uh, situation. And also right around last year, when we hit Memorial Day, uh, it, Tony What's name? God, I'm gonna. What's the tall, uh, rapey guy? Uh, the uh, life coach, speaker guy. Ooh. Tony oh, Robbins. Tony Robbins. Thank you. Uh, he released a three-hour podcast right about how we never should have sheltered with seven experts right before Memorial Day, and I was like, oh, here we go. Because in the comment section on his Instagram post about it was just all these like pseudo holistic, semi anti-vax. It was like the they there was a Congregation of the different yes. communities around that in that moment, and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs>
2: Just oh watch dear, yeah,
0: yeah." Watching like the misinformation sort of bleed around the boundaries of left and right, and find this strange middle, and like to what end? hit for him, I feel like it's because he makes five thousand dollars a head congregating people, and he wanted everyone to go back outside.
2: That's of the motivation
0: to say, "Don't pay attention to this thing."
2: There is some fun news when it comes to COVID. I know that's sort of a weird thing to say, fun and COVID. <laughs> uh, although I was very excited after I got my second and turned on all the COVID-related songs. There are a few, and they, they slap. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Give me that playlist. Yeah, Hell, yeah. There's actually just two. But anyway, they're good. Um, but Indonesia, which has had one of the worst outbreaks uh, in, in Asia – uh, forty-six thousand people have died from it. That's not the fun part. But the funny or fun part is it apparently one of uh, one of these pharma companies called Kimia Pharma. A few employees from it happened to be um, washing and reselling nasal swabs. <laughs> and they give oh. twenty-three witnesses. They were. They were. These are swabs being used at the airport. Um, And they they turned this profit like they made like one hundred twenty thousand dollars, which is not crazy. And apparently, it was used to fund the construction of a lavish house for one of the employees. I love that. Like, this is the house that a used nasal swab built. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Want to see the pool? I'm getting like swap sweats at the
0: idea of this. Like I can't, it's too much. I saw my nasal swabs. Se- yeah, you <laughs> saw them. Sorry. They're dirty. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Not passable even. So <laughs> is nobody catching that these were not fresh swabs? Like I feel like I would have known.
1: Yeah, like as it's inserted today, this is not as fluffy as I'd been led yeah. to believe it would be. Yes, yeah. exactly. How many swabs is that to make a, over 100,000? Was he doing it? By hand, had he figured out some sort of tub system?
2: Were they licking like, it off? Just like mwah.
1: <laughs> that guy's got so much COVID. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, depending on how much, like, he, he sounds like the sort of person, or they sound like the sort of people who could have come up with something positive for the pandemic. If they have this industrious spirit and they really want to make some money, there were opportunities. Um, you could get one of those massive contracts from the Trump administration, never deliver. Without at least actively encouraging the spread of the virus.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Oh, he washed it with Dawn soap. I'm sure it was fine. I just I just Ugh. love that. I just think it's oh, so gross. It's so good. Okay, let's go back to our, our Fragile Men series um, and, and switch it up or not. This was the week where Piers Morgan prove that he's more willing to defend a fictional princess than a real one. Hello, (laughs) Meghan Markle. Um, He wrote an op-ed in the right wing rag, the daily mail or the daily Heil, as some have called it in which he responds to someone else's op-ed written in the SF gate, which draws into question whether or not the new snow white ride at Disneyland should include the scene where the prince kisses a very asleep princess because of what it might say about consent. Um, Before I continue, let me just say that most of the problems that, like, middle-aged white men have in this country are because they read too many op-eds written by women. This is just, like, like 97% of their problems are because of that. They read a blog. They got triggered. Um, (laughs) But he says, okay, let me just find – he says – So the logical conclusion of the woke campaign to stop the prince kissing her is that they would prefer for Snow White to be dead and that that seems a highly problematic place for these supposed feminist warriors to find themselves. I refuse to let this happen. I stand with the chivalrous prince and won't let the wokies kill Snow White. And my message to these murderous imbeciles is a simple one. Can you just shut the fuck up? Seriously, you're pathetic and exhausting and nobody in the real world agrees with you about anything. Then, okay. what's the, then what's yes. the problem?
1: If nobody agrees, why are you writing an op-ed about it? Right. Or is it that you're writing an op-ed not because you believe this is actually like a great menace against our society, but because your pathetic fans or I don't even know, what is a person who likes him at this point? Um, they want to see you get worked up about stuff that has nothing to do with real life, that has no connection to the actual problems of their life, that worst case scenario causes them to so ignore their real problems, they support politicians that get in office like Matt Gates, who effectively do an electoral version of what Pierce Morgan is doing. It is yeah. the like it is the stripping of all substance and life out of politics and even commentary. And God, the headline of that article was terrible. Why'd you write the whole thing if if you're just going to make the whole thing the headline?
2: Right. The it's, headline, by the way, which I didn't say, is leave Snow White's prince alone, you unsufferable woke brats. I do not consent to you canceling him as a predator for kissing her to save his life.
0: I mean, That's the headline. what is he so upset about? He's like mad that you can't kiss sleeping girls. Like think about that aspect. He's upset. What he's defending
2: yes, is
0: that it is good and okay to kiss sleeping ladies and you're like i think it's
2: even worse than that i think he's just defending a fairy tale like Mm -hmm. which happens to include yes a prince kissing a sleeping woman now let me just say i'm gonna be a little i'm gonna be a little contrarian and say i kind of agree with Piers because i read his little freak out and then i was like Let me read the actual op-ed and see what that says. So I want to read that and see how it sits with you guys. Uh, So this was the op-ed he responded to. Uh, The title is um, Disneyland Snow White Ride adds magic, but also a new problem. Then the writers say that there is a kiss that he gives to her without consent while she's asleep, which cannot possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening. This is true. Um, Haven't we already agreed that consent in early Disney movies is a major issue that teaching kids that kissing when it hasn't been established, if both parties are willing to engage is not okay. It's hard to understand why the Disneyland of 2021 would choose to add a scene with such old fashioned ideas of what a man is allowed to do to a woman, especially given the company's current emphasis on removing problematic scenes from rides like Jungle Cruise and Splash Mountain. Why not reimagine an ending in keeping with the spirit of the movie Uh, and and Snow White's place in the Disney canon, but that avoids the problem. I don't know if I agree with this take. Like, I it's the whole plot of the movie. Like, that's or the the fucking story. Like uh, the only here's my solution. I say the ride continues, and then there's an animatronic Snow White, and she's like, hello. I want to let you know that. This story was written in 1812 by the <laughs> Brothers Grimm, and a lot of it does not hold up. <laughs> like, right, it right. is never okay to kiss someone without their consent. In my case, <laughs> things worked out. Like it'd be just so fun to have like a last little button. But I was trying <laughs> to think like, does she wake up and is like, it's cool, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, like how do you get around, what are the other pitches? Because right. like she falls whisper, into a deep
0: sleep. Right, mm-hmm. and he whisper into her ear like, we'll I have separate checking accounts. You know, like, <laughs> what, can, what would he say to wipe around that would, <laughs> there's gotta be another tactic, right? I
2: really love you, which is not at all what you should say. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that sounds terrible. Uh, she could have some sort of sign, you know, mm-hmm. in case of impending loss of life, break glass, kiss lips.
2: <laughs> right. Bring it on or something. Great.
1: I don't know. Yes.
2: Like a signed like or maybe all the sort of like the chipmunks and the and the rabbit um, and the owl could get together and like figure out how to write words. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) they can be like, my friend would, you know,
0: consent to this. Or show her browser history that shows that she's been stalking the prince for a long time and definitely is <laughs> into him. Or
2: <laughs> Yo, she sang a whole song about him. We swear <laughs> she's in love with she's him. He's
0: into it. <laughs> it's cool.
2: But I feel like there needs to be a word for when both sides are a little bit trash and like one side is taking things way too seriously and the, and so is the other side like Piers Morgan taking yeah. this op-ed too seriously it's like this like right purgatory mm-hmm. of bad rhetoric mm-hmm. sure
1: look i i you said you agree with i would say i have the same position on this as him but i don't agree with him <laughs> because obviously his entire motivation is utterly awful and i think it's important that we differentiate between people who actually say they believe what we believe in politics and advocate it for in an honest, and those who just sort of shallowly say they, they believe in it, but they don't actually. I think that's an important thing uh, to acknowledge. But for this, I, I would say I I don't think that the sides are equal, even if this is wrong, because the insufferable woke brats are part of a movement of people willing to look at and reconsider things. Yes. And they will, yes. and they will not always mm-hmm. be right, and that's fine. And then we'll move on. And then we'll look at something else. And sometimes they are right. And it's good that they were doing it. Being on the opposite side, which is whatever has already existed is therefore right, that sucks. That's Mm -hmm. a terrible position. Mm -hmm. Whether you're just performing it because you know that your audience likes it, or if, like with Pierce Morgan, you're so utterly deferential to the monarchy that even fictional royalty deserves a defense. (laughs) I don't actually like that side (laughs) at all.
0: Like somebody's
2: got to stand up for these
0: fake princes.
2: (laughs) I think that's a really good point is like, is that, you know, Bill Maher put it today. Like, Oh, they're, they're taking the fun out of everything. It's like, you mean like the rape and like the Mm -hmm. racism out of everything. Cause yeah, that should be taken out. Um, And I think there is a line. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, or
0: contextualized by an animatronic Snow White. You know, yes. everything. I think everything should just don't be. don't worry. It's cool. <laughs> Understand the context. Yes, People didn't know better. Now we do because we are, have the ability to think and evolve.
2: No, some of you don't. Okay, let me start over. <laughs> you do the ride again. Okay, <laughs> we we have another ride for you all together. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. We we have to get to God. This time has flown by, but I do want to talk about. Um, Biden strategy here politically going forward. Uh, but first, ah, I haven't forgotten. I'm going to read some comments, uh, from YouTube. Chris Nesbitt, you did such an awesome Greta pr- impression. Francesca, thanks. Um, on Ben, uh, on Ben Shapiro, Dragon Bear and Jay on Twitch says, send Ben back to Home Depot. Has he ever been?
1: <laughs> well, he did that TikTok. The really annoying TikTok with the tiny piece of wood in the bag. That's what it's a reference to. It, oh,
2: think. is it for his dollhouse? <laughs> <laughs> he would totally make doll furniture, right? What a sick mm-hmm. little house that would be. My God. <laughs> Just how
0: much bondage? In it's not coffin. supposed to be wet.
2: Stop saying that. <laughs> um, and on it goes. A.K.A. Shade Dragon says, go easy on Shapiro. He obviously uh, is very oxygen deprived from all that helium. True. <laughs> Gabby Maths, thank you so much for the super chat. That really means a lot. Uh, on the anti vax type, my hairdresser is the same. She won't take the vaccine. Yo,
0: what is it? What's up? What's
2: in the hairspray?
0: What like, is in the hairspray? What are they doing? I had to stop going to a hairdresser early on because she was like, mask optional. And I was like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's scary.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh. No, I'll never <laughs> see you again goodbye forever and she's an
2: artist I love her um, and but- I really liked your fringe I, <laughs> um, now, I'll be it's hard question. it's hard when you find someone you like but you have like no rapport either with who's like either like politically weird or like just like doesn't like conversationally weird you're like mm-hmm. ugh, I don't know if you can keep cutting my hair because I have nothing to say to you anyway it's a different problem Poe the freaking freaking dragon. Thank you so much. I went to a small business that sells crystals. Staff wasn't wearing masks. I asked about that and they said, it's okay. We are burning sage. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Stop. Uh, On Disney and Piers Morgan, Stephen Faulkner on YouTube. What about kissing frogs? A. that's Mm. true. Mm. We need the frog to be like, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it okay? know they're going to be a prince.
0: Because you have to think
2: about all those um, frogs that
0: weren't princes and they got kissed and they didn't ask for that, you know. I've never thought about
2: yeah, that. A lot, of, a lot of frogs got kissed <laughs> in, the, in the run that
0: movie. <laughs> I mean, I was doing it all the time before I met my husband. No,
2: I'm <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings seven two six. Just rewrite the prophecy: is Snow White will only awaken at true love's first request for consent. Absolutely, Babe, same loser. romance. <laughs> <laughs> Same romance. Um, thank you guys so much for those super chats and and comments. And let let's just go to this final final segment. Um, this was the week where Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. This is like my read of the week, my favorite read. Um, said in an interview, uh, in the New Republic, I believe, the American Prospect. God, I keep on getting this one wrong. Hang on. Hang, it, uh, hang
0: on. Intelligencer.
2: Oh, fuck. Here we go. I've cut it off now. Now I don't know what it is. I think it's the American prospect. Um, basically, Sheldon White House senator from Rhode Island says that Biden isn't holding Trump accountable and that he's concerned. And he couches this in the fact that after the Bush administration got out of power, uh, Obama really didn't hold any of the Bush officials accountable accountable for their crimes specifically when it came to invading two countries one on false pretenses or both on false pretenses honestly um and didn't do enough to kind of like hold them accountable he writes that I operate off the proposition that if Obama had not been, we're not going to look back, we're only going to look forward, the Trumpsters would have been a lot less bold about doing the reckless damage that they did. I think they took from that lesson that they're safe from scrutiny and that they're safe from consequences and they can really put the pedal to the metal trying to wreck these agencies of government and corrupt them because if the worst case scenario happens and the Democrats win, you get tossed out. Then you get a reprieve. It's amnesty for all and there's no consequence to it. So why not be as corrupting as you can if there's never going to be any consequence? And this is someone who's led a charge for uh, the an investigation into Trump's uh, Department of Justice. So like a committee hearing, uh, sort of a committee convening, I guess he's asking for to look back and see, yeah, what did William Barr do for Trump? Was any of that legal? Um, and this is just one of the many, was many, of many, it many was. Any of it legal? Was profiteering from your position legal? Was making, you know, uh, 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 officials of the White House stay in Mar a Lago retreats and hotels abroad? Um, was any of that legal? Not White House officials, I think, like military personnel, um, right? Was sicking was, uh, a mob on lawmakers on January 6th legal? Was calling the Secretary of State Brad Raffensburger and asking him to find you? 8,000 ballots wherever the fuck he needed. Was any of that legal? So, I don't know. What do what are your guys' responses to this idea that maybe Biden is looking too forward as much as we need to be? I agree. I feel
0: like there's a really valid point in the danger of not looking back and scrutinizing, right? There, there's still this thing where, like, I just, I don't understand how they can continue to spread the big lie like I just at what point do we to say factually people understand this is truth and this is not and I mean how do we communicate that because it's up for debate and it's just obviously become such a mess and so confusing that the fact they tried to destroy USPS before the election so that people couldn't vote, you know (laughs) nail in their votes and then they cried about election fraud and I was like you're gonna say whatever and it's working and They've ostracized, you know, Cheney and anybody who's who wanted to hold him accountable, and yep. now we're just headed back in the same direction. It's very frightening. I don't have a joke there, guys. So I'll try to come up with one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll <we're>, <laughs> chop that while we yeah. while we discuss.
1: Um, they've they've said a lot of crazy things about Biden. Their attempt to pitch him as some sort of like I don't know, like Chinese Stalin or something. A lot that they say about him is crazy, but one of the craziest things they said was that if he becomes president, he's going to wage war against the Republicans, That's locking right. them up, invest. No, Biden would never do that. The fact that he's looking forward, not looking back, I find to be the least surprising thing in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama, you know, was a little bit less of a known quantity in that area. You know, he was willing to investigate some people he shouldn't have been, um, journalists and things like that. Uh, But Biden, no, Biden's not gonna do that, he should. I don't like that presidents have literally no reason to believe that no matter what they do, they will ever spend a day in jail. You can Mm -hmm. do anything, you can nuke cities, you can uh, uh, perpetuate genocides. You can overthrow governments, you can- Lie
2: about a global pandemic. You can
1: lie (laughs) about a global pandemic, letting hundreds of thousands die. You can drone strike Americans, you can do anything (laughs) you want. Why it's a wonder they don't do more illegal stuff while they're in office, they do a lot to be fair. And in Trump's defense, he's very, very lazy as well as corrupt, so he had to balance those two things. But I would, <laughs> the thing is, like, while in general terms, I would love to see a US president behind bars as a warning to not just future presidents, but future senators and representatives, governors, Supreme Court justices, and all that. I also know that literally anything they investigate Trump on, no matter how legitimate, no matter how backed up by the evidence, is going to be greeted by 35% of the population as the most obviously fraudulent thing that's ever existed. Sure. So, but it seems like a moot point because Biden ain't going to do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It is. And I'm, but I'm scared. Like, I am of two minds. Initially, I feel like these bold plans that he's, you know, whether it's the infrastructure bill or the, you know, family plan, you know, or, or like the actual relief bill, the COVID relief bill, all these things are excellent. I'm so glad he's getting to work because I, I am not someone who thinks that like 2022 is definitely going to swing towards Republicans. I think that I don't know if it will, especially if Biden's able to deliver, Uh, he's already delivered on the vaccines and he's trying to even more, um, if he's able to deliver on some of these other pieces, we'll see. But I that is why I'm scared, because I think the narrative, I think what Emily is saying is absolutely right on, which is like he doesn't even take the opportunity during a, you know an address to a joint session that is publicized. It wasn't like, you know, the State of the Union, I guess, but it really was to be like. I won mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hands down I won. Yeah. Let me count the ways that I won. <laughs> yeah, um, when he skimming. should. He should absolutely claim that it, it won't sound petty. I know it feels like it sounds petty because of course you won and like why like keep on saying it, but people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And and then the other thing people need to hear and he sort of got close to this when he talked about, you know, uh, white supremacy is terrorism, but he's like I don't believe in the language of terrorism, but I absolutely think there needs to be a narrative of what happened on January 6th was Mm un-American. I'm going to say it over and Mm -hmm. over and Mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do you want to hear it? I got all those ways. right? Um, Because otherwise we're losing the thread. Otherwise it's good that we're doing stuff, but it's almost like we just have to – Move forward and pretend, you know, like your family member didn't say that really weird thing about QAnon or what, you know, like just <laughs> eating our dinner, you know. And like Right to what we end in four years?
0: It. Right, right. Exactly. And he's boldly saying he's re- re- gonna do it right in twenty twenty four, and there's this support. It's just the strangest thing where we're like, we're, didn't we all see that? <laughs> yeah. We all watching what happened, and seventy percent of Republicans are back on board. Totally.
2: And interestingly, and this is where my my stupid optimism and I think John and I differ where John's more of the pessimists. And I'm like, but wait a minute. Um, You know, I think more people are identifying as independents. Supposedly something like 70 percent of independents believe that Biden did legitimately win the election. Mm -hmm. And I think folks would rather be categorized as independents than Republicans. Mm -hmm. So it's like we keep on seeing these numbers, but I'm not really sure how many Republicans are left.
0: Thank you for this point. That's the most refreshing thing I've heard in a week.
2: (laughs) I mean, I could be totally wrong, but like that is my, that is, I think, especially after January 6th, I'm not even, I'm not sure. I I think a lot of them have fled. But on that, I want to just show this one last thing that he says in this interview, which is essentially, he's concerned that when it comes to January 6th, they would just there. We were just going to do like mopes and dopes investigations So just arrest people, make a ton of trespass and assault cases against them who broke into the Capitol and then not go after the higher ups. He says, if this were a drug case, you'd, you'd, you did a sweep of everybody selling drugs on the streets and then you didn't bother to look up at who was funding the operation, who the kingpins were, how it was being structured and managed. You wouldn't be doing your job as a prosecutor. That's the point I wanted to make. If in the course of developing that, they find more evidence that they could think beyond a reasonable doubt, convict people who are of incitement for it. They'll have to make that call and I wouldn't rule it out. So that's about the investigatory committee. That's There's sort of a 9-11 style commission going on right now. Unclear where that's at, but looking back on what happened on January 6th. Look, there are rep- sitting representatives. Forget Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. There are representatives who planned this event with like these right wing activists, Mo Brooks, Congressman, Congressman uh, Paul Gosar, Congressman Andy Biggs, these guys all planned the rally, the Stop the Steal rally. Like they knew what was going to happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They should be held accountable, and you wish that they could. And (laughs) we're like, what are we? What are we doing? I feel like the question of like, yes, Obama's actions uh, of not looking back did empower the GOP because they're you know snakes and and opportunistic and will use that to their advantage to get, you know, bol- more bold. And then on the other hand, the insurrectionists on January 6th, like they, just, they don't know history before 2008. So they were
2: just, <laughs> so nothing to, one has nothing to do with the other. They were
0: just ready to do it
2: knowing nothing. But that's the Democrat's failure to be like, if you're not constantly talking about Bush as a Democrat, you fucking suck. I'm sorry. But like, if I were in office, I mean, I'm not going to be, but I'd be like, I would talk about Bush all the time. Mm-hmm. Who put us in this debt? Are you want to talk about, talk about debt? Let's talk about 3 trillion dollars down the drain in in the Middle mm-hmm. East, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you, who put us here? Let's never forget because Republicans are run from the Bush legacy like, you know, you know, rats in a flood. Like they they do not want to touch that legacy. They don't even want to say that he was part of their their party. He fucking was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I Look, I, I think that that's important. I think the rhetoric, I think an investigation is important for, you know, posterity. I don't think anything they find is going to convince anyone. Th- 30% of the country still thinks that it was Antifa that came and Trump talked to them and said he would go with them and then said that they were great and beautiful and he loves them, but it was Antifa the whole time, so why is he complimenting them? But um. But I think the most important thing that the Democrats can do to fight back against not only the insanity, but the electoral consequences of it, which is the big lie is bad if you care about reality, but it's worse when it leads to legislation that makes it harder for people to vote. So the most important thing they can do is to pass HR1. and To do that, they're probably going to have to get rid of the filibuster. So that is what they can and should do. And yeah. so far, they're not willing to do that. So I, I do have an issue with uh, Biden not really calling out and recognizing what the right is, but I also mad at him for not recognizing those who are aiding the right. Because the Democrats have the numbers if they choose to use it. But yeah. in the same way that he didn't really call them out in that address, he also didn't call out Kristen Cinema or Joe Manchin. He didn't identify them as the ones who were stopping them from passing this must-pass legislation. So I think Ooh. that there's a lot of cowardice to go around.
2: It's like, yeah, I think he wants to sail under the radar without having a unifying and strong... Um, Like offensive message, like going on the offense, like a vision. I think right. it's just like, we're going to do these things versus like, no, 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 no. Here's the world view, And this is what, and we're going to talk about Captain America, but like, <laughs> these are our values, you know? <laughs> Interestingly, he kind of gets there on foreign policy. Like he's super like saber rattly with China and sometimes Russia. But then he has this new, he keeps on saying democracy in a way that doesn't feel like we're invading a second world country in Central America. Democracy, like it, it feels like, no, 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 a, as opposed to authoritarianism. He doesn't say as opposed to communism. He doesn't say as opposed to socialism. It's as opposed to authoritarianism. And, like, I like that. And like I want more of that, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My dad always says, uh, I think it's a quote from
0: somewhere, but he's like, you know, Republicans go for the Democrats go for the capillary, where Republicans go for the jugular, and that's always going to be the issue politically.
2: Capillary here, I think it's just like a little, you know, just like a small, like a ink versus, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Exactly. They will politically always right and grab power and do things like, you know, forget that they denied Obama's opportunity to appoint a Supreme Court justice, you know, 8 months before the election and then yeah. rush one in. And act like that didn't happen or how dare we even think that we could stop them from doing that when totally. they did. And it's like they will just keep doing. It. They will just take those shark bites. And that is not what why it's very dog? like
2: if you guys you guys know anyone who's got a small dog and they're like, oh my god, they're all, you know, stop begging for food here, 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 <laughs> here, here.
0: here. You know? mm-hmm. Right, right, Stop
2: begging. And then are like, why do you think it's begging? That's yes. <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out Chris B in the comments said maybe the women's march should have been storm the storming of the Capitol. Dude, I don't disagree with that. Let me just say I obviously do not think that anyone should have stormed the Capitol, but when I every time I watch that footage, I'm always like, I would have been shot instantly like, <laughs> in the face. In, like, the, in the face. In many times. face. Yeah.
0: Just, Just
2: dogs, everything, like all kinds of non-lethal <laughs> weapons. They would have made sure like all of us were good and dead 10 times over. Like it <laughs> boggles my mind. Yep. And yet. I was at, look, D.C., uh, uh, the Women's March was really moving. It was, I've never seen a protest that big. And I've been in like February 15th against the Iraq war in New York. That was huge, uh, like a million people on the streets. This was gigantic. And if we had all camped out, sat in, like surrounded a building, like something a little bit more, you can be militant without being violent. And that's something I firmly believe. So like, you know, what is it? I don't disagree with you, Chris. And that's, I think that's important to point out. Um, Let's move on you guys to our final segment. And this is just, is just a, you know, it's bait for the nerds because we've got the dragon daddy on. Uh, I read an entire op-ed about captain America in Mm -hmm. which this author talks about, it was very, I'm going to write a response op-ed about the entire Marvel universe Uh, you're basically
1: Piers Morgan now
2: (laughs) exactly Um, but he was saying I think it's a he assume uh, that essentially there there needs to be a new role for Captain America a new symbolism um, that the Captain America of fighting Nazis in the past or of like the Cold War even you know it doesn't hold up today and that a lot of the other characters in the Marvel Universe don't treat this Captain like like it's like he's a hegemon of anything you know He's a, he's a, anyway, I can't think of a good pun for hegemon, but, you know. <laughs>
0: I would be a tolerator. I would, a,
2: I would
0: I'll
1: get back to you on that Pokemon one. Pokemon at best.
2: <laughs> yes, he's a Pokemon at best. Exactly. But definitely not a hegemon. Um, so we're going to reimagine, but with a lot of context from our from both Emily, who was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. and John Iderola, who does like the Marvel Universe, we're reimagining a new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Who would be your Captain America? Not necessarily a person, but what kind of a person and what powers would you give them and what would they stand for?
1: Hmm. Do you want to go John, one? does any of this
2: ring true for you in terms of like? Sure. Well, the I mean the, the changing role of of Captain America.
1: Definitely. I mean the the issue is that I'm assuming you did not watch Cap, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? It's all about that. That's <laughs> the whole point of the show is about what Captain America stands for, not only in the modern day, but for a black man to serve as Captain America. What does that mean that the legacy of patriotism and how the US military has treated non-white soldiers and all of that? It's actually really fascinating even if you don't like the MCU. Okay. Yeah, but um, no, I I have I have a couple of <laughs> like, different of ideas.
0: Um, <laughs> you do like the MCU.
1: <laughs> I do like the MCU, but yeah, I I don't I was, read comics or whatever, but I do like the MCU.
2: I was gonna watch the movie, and I was like, oh, if it's a movie, I'll watch it. Then I saw it was a show, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm it's tired.
1: good. Oh, duh, you know, okay. Julia Louis Dreyfus is in it. Oh, Come okay, on. okay,
2: that's a good selling point. So it's um, all about grappling with what what the role of a Captain America is, and are they yes. are they finding a, are they agreeing on something? Or are they coming to a conclusion about what those values and what that could be?
1: I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the whole thing. But yes, I think that there's an interesting analysis of it. And they come to a conclusion. They contrast a few different ways that Captain America could manifest in the, in the, the modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I think uh, if heroes are supposed to be able to do the impossible, I think an awesome Captain America would be one who has the power to even if briefly get the American people to care about what's happening in other countries, mm-hmm. like maybe he goes on TV and he just <laughs> talks about India or Colombia, and like, mm-hmm. but like people care as if these were Americans they were hearing about. I and mean, maybe that's too fantastical, but I think that would be a that would be a cool one, like a just media like based a Captain map America,
2: and be like, "This yeah. is where India is." Yeah, this, this would be
1: <laughs> Captain is America, the Colombia? YouTuber. Um, yeah. He just makes videos about it or something. That I, I would watch that
0: he just starts over with american is like how about we start educating people hey okay mm-hmm. cool let's let's build it back up on youtube
2: well captain it. america the youtuber is getting demoted like crazy dude that, that, that positivity <laughs> yeah. does not fly on this platform uh uh-uh. uh or like
1: i think a cool captain america maybe this is too like insufferable woke brat or whatever but like what if his power was he could get into people's minds Everybody simultaneously and get the, he'd go to a country and then he would get everyone to realize what that country would be like if America hadn't gone all America all over it.
2: I wow. love that. That's what I was going to say.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow. So I was going to say the, the power would be to deglobalize this country like you you just like no, no more Nike, no more Starbucks at <laughs> mom and pop shops come back and it's like, you know. It like you know a it's like the '90s never happened. Like undo NAFTA, undo (laughs) the World Trade Organization. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, because people like I have a friend who's from Poland and she like went back home and she was like, "Oh, it just looks like a strip mall of America." I haven't been here in a long time. Yeah, Um, I think we might have lost Emily for a second, but I like that superpower a lot. Yeah,
1: I'd watch that. They'd hate it though. They would totally hate it. Um, by the way, a lot of the right wing didn't like this Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There was like one moment that had to do with cops like harassing like a black man. And so they made like some sort of fake article saying that like 83% of all viewers had stopped watching at that moment. That was literally a thing they tried to get people to believe was true.
2: My mm-hmm. God. Okay. So either the Falcon or the Winter Soldier is black.
1: Falcon is yes.
2: Falcon is, and so it's like, could a black man be Captain America?
1: Would would he want to be Captain oh, America?
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Would he take up that mantle? That's really interesting. Yeah.
1: And they talk about sort of some analogies to how the military uh experimented on people, um, which obviously in the time of COVID, something people think about. Yeah, it was pretty good actually.
2: No vaccine is a military experiment. Okay, no. It's, <laughs> we're just we're getting pharma executives a third house. Which we're gonna come collect someday once we someday. get a socialist in the White House. Um, I had a couple ideas of what I definitely like the deglobalizing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think the that Captain America has to be an immigrant. Um,
1: <laughs> Could it be Greta? Does it have to be an American? Actually,
2: <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. She's we trying to save be.
1: America, not she, specifically, she, but
2: she's yeah, she's done with us for sure. She's way too cool for America, but. It'd be an immigrant. And I think that its superpower would be teaching other cultures how to like combine salty and sweet things.
1: Because <laughs> it's. Is that a problem? Um, the lack of that?
2: Yes. No. Mm. But it's the only thing Americans are actually really good at mm. is sweet salty combos and like breakfast food. So it'd be okay. like teaching you how to do that and like lots of syrup and bacon, that kind of situation. Now so, like Captain hungry. America
1: is an international branch manager for Cinnabon. Nice.
2: No, it's a deglobalized future that I'm. It's not about corporate globalization, okay. but he definitely doesn't fly because that that money snacks. I mean, he's.
1: That's true. He's uh. He's on, he's on
2: a rascal. He's on a rascal, and he's. Large and in charge, but he's living his best life. Um, he'd also, my Captain America would have the ability to lower the volume of American tourists <laughs> wherever they
1: are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pew. <laughs> <laughs> that be useful.
2: Did we actually lose Emily for us? I think,
1: I think we might have. Um, oh, no. She was saying something about a power charger. So I think she's trying to fix it right now, probably
2: all right well i like this i mean i love the idea though that like because when captain america first came out i was like i'm never gonna watch this first of all one don't like america that much sorry i mean it's my home but like Mm -hmm. you know done some bad things two don't like superhero movies three definitely don't like a super soldier like who wants a super soldier like that's what our actual real life that's the whole show no (laughs) but that's that's the whole that is what the military like is doing now. That's what like no, DARPA no, no, no. is funding now, is Francesca. like giving putting super soldier blood so that they have we killing machines who don't feel anything when they kill innocent civilians. Francesca,
1: the whole show isn't super soldiers. It's questioning whether super soldiers would be a good thing. What does having that sort of power make you become? It's quest it's it is Francesca the show. You won't oh, watch on. it, but you wrote it, I think. <laughs> You've come up with the whole plot for this show so what without I'm, knowing it.
2: So, what I'm saying is actually just the plot of the actual show that I should be Basically. watching. Yeah.
1: God Did damn. you like fall asleep with it on or something? And now it's just incepted you?
2: Yes. And I've also good. read an op ed. And I also, <laughs> this was an alternative to talking about our moms for the last 15 minutes of the show. Hello, friends. Hello. Hi, Emily. I'm so glad we have you back. And I wanted to ask you if you had a Captain America to design what would they be like? And what would their superpower be? And what would they stand for? So I would say Captain America
0: in a perfect world would be Regina King from Watchmen. Um, Is that allowed? Can you just cross? Can you promote somebody? Sure. They probably own it. Great. Great. So we'll just kind of transfer her out of that department and into the captaining of America. I think her (laughs) weapons would be, superpower would be, Getting people to uh, to see people's truths and broadcast them, probably you know, just only the truth, no lies, so she could see them, not just like a lie detector superpower, but like broadcast it, well,
2: like project, yeah. like project. like I never said that, like
0: yeah, you know, like exactly, everyone can see it now. We got everyone, yeah,
2: yeah. Ooh, that like, is shade. Yes, right. That is like receipt. That's like receipt lady.
0: Yeah. right 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 and i think with that probably some kind of pellet gun that shoots like um microdoses of psilocybin because i think (laughs) people just we all just we all just need to connect we need to connect these brain hemispheres right and just start to be able to think and not reject and like you said earlier you know handle cognitive cognitive disabilities Exactly. Cognitive uh, dissonance, dude. Endless. If
2: I feel like Ben Shapiro, that'd be the biggest waste of shrooms ever. Is giving <laughs> psilocybin to Ben Shapiro? He he'd be like, I, I feel nothing. I have no idea what people want. Like, I I I've taken every mirror out of my home. I've already done this, and uh, I've had no revelations whatsoever. I don't know what people are talking about. Okay, and so uh,
0: let's, let's then we'll float you down a river. We'll see how you do. <laughs>
2: we'll just see what happens. My what my you- stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. I I feel nauseous. I, is is that part of it? Yeah. Okay. Look at the birds. Look at the birds. Everything's fine. They're just they're just flapping. They have they have feathers. <laughs> <laughs> they serve no purpose. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let, you let let them
1: getting better. <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Psilocybin gun is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Emily, before you go, what were you on Agents of Shield? I you was, play?
0: you know, I did have a name, but I would say we've we've reduced my super character's name to my hero character to uh, bus stop mom. I think I was I was a mom on a bus stop. <laughs> um, I did, you know, I had a I had a real dramatic twist. Her there. name was Meredith. <laughs> yes, Meredith. I think it was Meredith. Uh, but no spinoff, unfortunately. But you know, it was a it was a great day damn did bus stop mom have any superhero powers or just uh just a
2: lot of snacks in her purse
0: <laughs> a lot of snacks in her purse that's what bus stop mom did
2: emily maya mills thank you so much for being here everybody uh follow emily on on Twitter and uh remind us of your um your album title again uh that would be by a thread on a special thing or you can listen to it on
0: Spotify or iTunes and yeah, we have also a live show. Uh, if anyone's in LA, May 22nd. We're at Back Out at Spoke Bicycle Cafe. (gasps) And just gets to come do the show. She's awesome. Oh my god, I'm so happy you guys are gonna be back. Live comedy is coming back. So excited. Uh,
2: Okay, (laughs) well, be very well, Emily. Everyone come if you're in LA, get out to Spoke for uh for Frogtown comedy. It'll be so good. Uh take very good care and John Iderola. What you got to plug? We got we got a show tomorrow morning. Am I still on uh, it?
1: Yeah, I think we're mostly just going to talk about Elon Musk. Um, yeah, no. Um, okay. yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Damage Report is every weekday at ten Pacific, one Eastern. You're there on Mondays. Those are the best days, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun.
2: If you don't listen to the Damage Report or watch it every day, you're you are not doing your life right. John <laughs> John's great. He's got great guests Mondays. I gotta say Mondays are the
1: Consistent. We do a top ten list every Monday. That's a lot of fun. That's true. <laughs> we'll see what comes up next I know John's time. gonna
2: John's gonna message me at eleven p.m. tonight and yep. be like, "What should we do?" And I'll be like, "I'm editing the podcast." It's probably gonna be uh,
1: MCU related this time, but yeah,
2: I gotta watch everything tonight. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. All right, John. Thank you so much for being here. I thank apologize you. for not knowing the Falcon or the Soldier Winter Soldier. Anyway, I'll watch it. I guess. Can I? I guess I'll do it. Um, thank you guys for still being here. And remember, tip the show, TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App, or become a patron. We have merch. We got stickers. We got mugs. We got tote bags. We got other cute things coming up. I'm not going to give it all away. $10 gets you a shout-out. 20 bucks, uh gets you into... My monthly AMA inner circle. I'm going to do the next one on May 19th, Wednesday at noon, May 19th. Send me your question for that AMA. If you have given 20 bucks or more or if you p- are part of the uh, the Frantifa Patreon tier, uh, 20 bucks or more. I think it's the Franny Pack that you have to be part of. And also uh, let me just read some of your comments before we get the hell out of here. Job, 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 job. John McLaughlin, a lot of traditional Republicans like my parents are turning to Biden. Okay. 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 Andrew Martin on YouTube. I'm in my seventies and every president in my life was, is a war criminal unindicted. My God. That's not good. We can do better. Come on, Captain America. Double O on Captain America says, Captain America started as a propaganda tool and became something far more interesting over time as he learned more about the country he represents. Really? Okay. Okay, so he like turned around and was like, I don't like this. How are? How is the right not completely melting down over this? I guess John was saying they kind of are. Um, Kill a klutz on YouTube. I stopped watching Falcon Winter Soldier after I found out it wasn't a romantic comedy. (laughs) Thank you to... Everyone who works on the show, Becca Roofer, Ellie Hoffman in the chat to Kelly Carey and Dorsey Shaw on the other side of YouTube. Uh, We stream every Sunday, 5, 8 Eastern for now on YouTube and Twitch. So, hey, watch us live. We've got a great show coming up next week. And remember, guys, fuck the patriarchy, fight the power and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Happy Mother's Day, you guys. Bye.